And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording Tuesday, February 27th, as per usual now. Reminder, at the start of the video, leave a like, subscribe to How About Them Celtics. We'd appreciate it very, very much. Uh, and comment on this video what's popping for a chance to win a $10 in-pop needle gift card. Again, leave a like uh, on this video and subscribe to How About Them Celtics. We'd appreciate it very much. Also, apologies to any of our listeners who didn't mm. get our video when they woke up uh, mm. on the morning uh, of Tuesday. Um, sorry, YouTube, <laughs> that was not our fault. We uploaded and YouTube said, no, not going to show up. So apologies there, but help us get back in the mix. The likes and the subscriptions like push our videos. So we get to more people and the more people we are, the more content we will push out and the more uh, stuff you guys get. But Celtics win against 76ers. <laughs> exactly. Celtics win against 76ers uh, on Tuesday night, 117-299, 18 point victory in a game that was close for most of it. Uh, but the Celtics just blew them away in the third and fourth quarters, uh, particularly the fourth quarter. <coughs> Excuse me. They really separated themselves. It's a great game. Good win for the Celtics. A very weird win for the Celtics, which we will get into, but nine wins in a row, extending their lead atop the Eastern Conference to what I believe is seven Eight. games, uh, seven and a half games because the Cavs also won, but uh, good for Boston. Another win in the win column, storming ahead in the Eastern Conference uh, against a Sixers team that doesn't look the same. Uh, as they do with him being on the floor. Who could have told you? Yeah, what did the Celtics shoot, like uh, 85 90% at the rim today? That is the Embiid factor. Something crazy. When that, when that man is not out there, it is just a layup line if the Celtics really wanted it. It was a weird win, like you mentioned, because the Celtics took not a lot of threes. They took 22 on the night, and it was a talking point throughout the pressers here, and uh, definitely bizarre. But Missoula, you know, he, his big point was, listen, I'm not out there telling him take a billion threes. I'm telling him take good shots. And the field goal percentage would tell you that the Celtics still got good shots in this game. They did a good job of getting things that they were comfortable with. And they also did a great job of getting to the free throw line. They shot like what, 33, 34 free throws in this game. 37 free throws, even uh, more than I thought. Is that a season high? That's got to be a season high. I'm going I'm to look it up, but they, they shot funny. a lot of free throws. Yeah, it's funny that like we were both here today because you turned to me and said, didn't we just talk about this, that you know they get in the bonus and it doesn't even matter? But Porzingis was the reaper of the bonus rewards today. That man took a ton of mm -hmm. free throws where mm -hmm. the Sixers just kept fouling him in the third quarter. He was like, all right, bet. Give me some more. I think he finished the game with 12 looks at the line, which is pretty good. Made all of them. Tatum, 10 of 11. Brown, 8 of 10. All of them shot pretty well from the line, so you can't really complain too much mm -hmm. there. Um, diverse game from them, for sure. Definitely. And you want to talk about a sign of growth for the Celtics, right? They took a season-low 22 three-point attempts this game, um, which arguably is not a great thing, right? Uh, usually that's not a good sign for the Celtics. Usually uh, less three-point attempts means they're winning. That's just the offense they've built. Um, however, they took a season high or tied for a season high 37 free throw attempts. Sam, do you know the other game they shot 37 free throws in? No. Well, uh, coincidence, which not a coincidence at all. Uh, it's their second fewest three-point attempt game, which was the loss to the Magic. So they shot 37 free throws against the Magic, but they only shot 29 threes, <clears throat> which wasn't good enough. 
but the offense has developed enough and the Sixers are bad enough to where it didn't matter in this game and the Celtics found other ways to score. They would get the ball in deep to Horford and Porzingis in the paint so they could get uh, get theirs. They'd get out in transition with Jalen Brown uh, and score those buckets. They, they, they'd find the mid-range shots with Drew Holiday. They'd get Tatum driving to the hoop. Like They, they found ways to penetrate this admittedly porous Sixers defense uh, and found ways to make up for the fact that they didn't shoot a lot of threes. Um, Tatum was fucking phenomenal in this game. 29 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, uh, 9 of 20 from the field, 1 of 7 from 3, not great. But the way he controlled the game was different. Um, Fourth quarter, Tatum uh, was the score. Uh, First half, Tatum, first quarter, Tatum in particular, was the uh, dimer, assister, passer, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Second most assists in a quarter for Tatum in the first quarter. Five for him there, which tied the second most this year uh, in a single quarter. He was great. Um, he he has been so willing to not be the focal point of the scoring. Uh, the no, you'll, you'll hear the noises at TD. I heard it. Sure. I heard it too. <laughs> We're both there. At. We're both here tonight, so you're going to get the background noise. But Tatum's been so willing to not be the primary scorer and just take on the facil- facilitator role. But then you can see, like, visually on the court very clearly when the switch flips and he's like, all right, either this game's too close or it's time for me. And he just runs through teams. Like he, he, when Tatum says I could score 30 in the NBA every night and be in the MVP conversation, he fucking means it. He could get 30 anytime he wants, but he is prioritizing winning. And that is what every single person who is a fan of the Celtics should want. And he should get a lot more credit than he currently does for it even though I do think he's starting to get that credit ramping up towards the end of the season. Yeah. The Boston media mafia, we're just all over it. Just being like, he's the MVP no matter what. So deal with it. Uh, we put out the quick crying video, but seriously, you made a great point about Tatum. Just like flipping the switch, be like, all right, like that's enough of this. Philly cuts it to two in the fourth quarter. And it was not looking the greatest. You had campaign making threes back to back heat check bombs at the top of the key. And then uh, Tatum checks in. I mean, there were some other guys that contributed too. Like I did an Al Horford write-up for Celtics blog, and I thought he made some big plays in the fourth quarter. But Tatum in particular said, all right, we're going to the basket. Nobody can stop me. And just talked the talk, walked the walk today. Big, ferocious dunk to kind of ice the game. And then he had another one on the fast break. But for a game where he really wasn't that great, throughout a lot of it, at least from an efficiency standpoint. I think he did a great job of filling it up in other ways, and I'm not in any way saying I thought he was bad today. But he was like 6 of 15 at one point. He finished 9 of 20. Pretty solid end to a game where he just didn't really have the offensive control, I guess is the word, like where he could just dictate what he was doing. But it didn't seem to matter because he did flip the switch, like you said and just bulldozed through Philly, got to the rim, got to the free throw line, and just had an impressive display in the second half, in the fourth quarter more uh, specifically. Yeah, the the way Tatum dictated this game and just completely dominated was um, awesome. Super fun to see. Jalen Brown was good as well, 11 to 14, 31 points, six rebounds, one assist, one steal, four turnovers was the kind of the problem. Um, he was getting whatever he wanted in the paint as well. There were a couple moments in the first half in particular where it was like doing a little too much, looking off like like the classic Jalen that you might see in past years that he's been a lot better at this year. Um, but then by the time the second half came around, 
everyone locked back in. They're fucking around, by the way. The Celtics are completely like on one thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, it's it is first like Joe. Like look at the. I'm gonna write about it for Celtics blog. It'll probably be out in the morning at some point or tomorrow or today when you're listening to this. Um, it's all about we're gonna see what we can do in the first. Staff, right today it was Jalen Brown's going to stay in with the bench guys instead of Tatum and then Tatum's going to come back in where Brown's shift usually is it's you know we're not necessarily going to take a ton of threes even though Joe played it off like oh that's what the defense gave us fuck off you 22 if they took like 31 maybe like 33 low 30s you know maybe that's just what the defense gave. 22 that is seven fewer than their previous fewest of the season what the defense gave you it's this Sixers team sucks they're fucking around Right, you look at the Bulls game. They they let Nikola Vucevic hang out in the post. They kind of let him in. They tested some things out, and then they just clamped him. Said, "Nah, sorry, you're done." Knicks let him hug around. You know, we'll chest out the drop defense. Everyone's you know blitzing Jalen Brunson in the pick and roll. Let's see what we can do. Second half, nah, fuck it. We're just gonna fucking shut everybody down. They're they're it's a joke. They're making a joke out of other teams. And and in the case of the Knicks and like a playoff team, I know they were down to you guys, but like it's not like. Excuse mm. me, the Knicks and the Bulls, like these aren't the Pistons and the Wizards. They're not great the teams. Bulls aren't these aren't good. like, I will, but it's not the they're Pistons, not the Wizards, Spurs. But I'm saying like these aren't like teams okay with losing. Like these are all teams trying to stay in the playoff play and well, mix. Well, that's like the, these are teams tr- trying Despite their Chicago's damnedest. talent. They they are trying their. They best. might like the Sixers team too. The Sixers team is good. They're not great, but they are trying their ass off and every Maxie night. Great. Right. Maxi was awesome. It didn't fucking matter. The Celtics are fucking around. They're like you say, yeah, you'll test things out, and then third quarter, yeah, we'll just beat you up now, and we'll get over it. Like this is what happened in the Wizards game. They played unserious basketball for three quarters, but in the third quarter, there was like, all right, we, we kind of want to win this one, so they just blew them out because they wanted to. Celtics are doing whatever they want, and you can dislike it. The reality is no team is going to stay completely locked in for 82 games. I've said this a million times, like the 73 and nine warriors, like five of their nine losses were blowouts. Like sometimes you just don't have it. The Celtics are good enough to the point where they can just do whatever they want for the first half and blow a team out and then just be better and then play the correct brand of basketball. And Joe said it before the break. He said, I'm going to look at the schedule and see when we can experiment effectively. Like I'm paraphrasing, but if he effectively said, I'm going to see what teams we can fuck around against. And you're seeing it in the first three games. They have been close first halves and then and see you later. We're going to win the game. Like they are basically using the first half as a fucking lab experiment and seeing what they can do. Like like they're treating Tyrese Maxey, Jalen Brunson and uh, Nikola Vucevic like Frankenstein, Frankenstein two and Frankenstein three testing random shit, seeing what they can cook up in the lab. And then the second half, they're just like, all right, sorry, <laughs> you lose now. And you should have been more disrespectful. You should have called them like guinea pigs, uh, like little little <laughs> sure. guppy tadpole test guinea dummies. Guinea pigs might have been better. Yeah, this is more demeaning, more more insulting. You know the uh, okay uh, here. You know the um the crash dummies they put in cars when they just yeah. ram them into a wall. That's that's, that's a what great one. Yeah, <laughs> they got the little like uh, yellow and black circles on the side of their head. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I mean the the flipping of the switch is like a really exciting thing here. Because imagine the third quarter, but as the playoffs. Like <laughs> that's just how they play every game. That won't happen, but it would yeah. be sick. I would love that. And that would is my cool. dream playoff scenario where they're just like the guy at the barbecue shows up and just slaps the shit out of everybody. Just goes up to one person after the next. 
knocks some sense into them. Hopefully the Celtics will be knocking people out of the playoffs. That'd be sick. I mean, they are, they are overdue to run through these teams. I, I will say this about Philly. I think Philly played them better than I thought Philly would play them. Agree. You could say that about this game. You could say about last game. You could say about maybe not the game before, but also the game that they actually beat the Celtics. Mm-hmm. If Embiid wasn't hurt, this Philly team might be a little bit more scary than I think we all would give them credit for. Because Tyrese Maxey sure. has gone to another level this season. He made his first all-star appearance. <laughs> He's he had 30 points tonight. He had – I actually don't really think he did anything in the fourth quarter. But for, through the first three quarters, he was unstoppable. The Celtics really didn't have much of an answer for him. And I was a bit worried watching him because I was like, oh, boy, this is like a dangerous score. You can't play with fire here. And sure enough, Celtics buckled down, well, played great defense. You had Tatum take over. You had Al Horford make a diving attempt to save the ball and then nice. just yeah. did not work out for the Celtics. But you had multiple guys falling over the place. He ended up making a few big baskets. And, of course, Jalen had mm-hmm. a monster night, too. So big credit to all the guys tonight. Good good team win. I agree. Tyrese Maxey's sick. <laughs> he's, he's so fucking good. Um Porzingis, another quiet game, uh, unfortunately. Quiet 23. Of, I know. Well, in terms of shooting percentage, he was 5 of 12 again, which is not really where you want to be. below 50%. Uh, it's it's one below. shot. He shot 42%. Whatever. The it, percent he, he's doesn't shooting, matter. He was one shot off from shooting 50% from the field. He shot 4 of 11 from 2 today. He shoots 70% of the season. That is significantly worse. Well, that is a better stat to pull than just a tick below 50%. Like... But I mean, he still made his impact. Or four of ten, no, I guess. You know I what I mean. He, he Regardless, made some he, big ones. He wasn't as efficient. If you had let me continue instead of cutting me off like a dickhead, I was gonna say. But he got to the line twelve times, made all twelve of those, had four offensive rebounds, and was a plus twenty nine. So he had a good game. But it does feel like sick. we haven't seen this same uh, dominant inside score as we saw in the first half through these first three games. I don't think it's anything to worry about. It's just like no, players go through so. cold stretches. Um, it is what it is. He had a few tough Eric rolls White. today, too, to start this one. Like, he had one, like, hit both the front and the back rim and then bounce out. He had another one roll around and then roll out. He did have three sick dunks. One of them was after a big-time hustle sequence from Jalen, who's saved mm-hmm. the ball, found Porzingis, and Porzingis just said, nobody stopped me. I'm too close to yeah. the basket. Yeah. D. White and Drew Holiday were also great in this game. Derek White didn't shoot particularly well. He was 2 6 2 but he had six rebounds, six assists, two steals, three blocks, all of which were in the first quarter. And Drew Holiday was 6 of 8, only took one three, which he made. Seven rebounds, four assists, including three offensive rebounds, a steal, and two blocks. Like, you want to talk about the stock exchange? <laughs> These motherfuckers just getting blocks and steals at every single chance they get. Like, uh, this is, <coughs> excuse me, by far the best defensive backcourt in the league. Maybe the best defensive backcourt we've seen in the last decade, like genuinely, like th- like I have obviously I don't know like off the top of my head who would compare, but like who who like what else? Is Somebody there? out there right now is like, <laughs> sure. What about? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to Tommy, think. exactly. The Just only thing that like, popped in my head. You don't really remember so teams like that. You know what I mean? Well, like, the only thing like... that popped in my head, funnily enough, is. Mike Conley, Tony Allen in Memphis. Like, that's probably kind of there. But what about even Mike that, Conley like, and Tony, Tony Allen? Yeah. Green glasses. Well, comment snob. below. Maybe I'm forgetting something, but like, these two guys are incredible. And you want to talk about the Celtics playing with their food? They won by 18, starting five plus minuses. 
Jalen Brown plus 25, Jason Tatum plus 27, Chris Stops plus 29, Derek White plus 31, Drew Holiday plus 19. <laughs> Just like the starting lineup. This is the best starting lineup since the of like, all time. Kevin Durant Warriors. I believe that genuinely. Like, if they this, win a championship, incredible. we can really start like pumping it up. We can inflate it, be like greatest team ever. I don't think it's greatest ever. I think it's greatest since the not Steph yet. KD Warriors. But not yet. It's we'll not. See, not yet. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Now this this was crazy. This is a super fun game. Jaden Springer revenge game ended with a clank <laughs> off the side of the backboard. <laughs> Shoots it off the side of the backboard. It was so funny. Uh, we had the Celtics plug chat here, and uh, Oliver Fox goes in there. It, where is it? Am I going to have lost it now? Anyways, he was like, oh, Jaden Springer revenge two minutes. Yeah, he goes, Jaden Springer brief revenge yeah. game just shoots it right off the side of the backboard. <laughs> Had two defenders on him. You knew that shot was going up no matter what. Yeah, it was special stuff. Daryl Morey <laughs> nods. Uh, special stuff. Um, Sam Hauser wasn't a great plus minus. Sam Hauser... Like every time he shoots the ball, it makes me laugh because he'll just shoot it with like a guy two like inches from his face, and it'll just be cash no matter what. Like it's it's incredible. Like watching him shoot the basketball is he might be the best catch and shoot guy the Celtics have had in a long time. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, it's, uh, it's like, fair. <laughs> it's nuts watching him shoot the ball. And he did a really great job of picking his spots tonight. There was one where he was on a fast break, he was running on the left wing. I think Derek White had the ball. And White kicks it to him. Probably could have pulled the three. He's patient. Philly overcommits to him. He kicks it back to White. Then they overcommit to Derek White. And then Sam Hauser is wide open in the corner, and he hits it. And it was a big point in the game. I think it put them up like 13 points. It was a nice separation bucket that they got from him. So big credit to him from just being ready and also being able to read the room and not Mm -hmm. rushing his process. Yeah, 100%. 100%, excuse me, hundred percent. Rest of the roster, um, Brissett didn't do much. Pritchard had a off night shooting the ball. Um, Drew Holiday was awesome. Terry White was awesome. Like we said, Al Horford continues to just find moves in the post and finds ways to get inside. Like just that development ways of the game to bully is so the Sixers. Sick. No it's so what. sick. Cam Tabetabai mentioned it. I didn't see it, but the, he like infiltrated a Sixers huddle briefly, which is just all oh, time as well. That's right. Very fun. Yeah. If you want like a little Al Horford fun fun fact of the season. He has had four games where he was over 14 points. Two of them have come against Philly. He had the 20-point <laughs> season high game the last time Philly was in town when they had nobody playing for them. Then he had a 14-point game in the win in Philly. He also had five blocks in that game. And Embiid had his season low prior to the game he didn't complete due to hurting himself. Mm-hmm. So Al Horford has made his presence known on Philly, whether Joe wants to say it or not. He definitely knows when it's time to beat up on Philly. <laughs> Love it. You love to see it. Um, we miss anything. Oh, also, for the people who say the Celtics can't win when they don't make threes, this is must be the worst night of your life. It's got to be the worst night of your life. Like just, just horrendous. But they Head shot thirty-seven free throws. Disaster. <clears throat> they did shoot thirty-seven free throws. They shot. What is this percentage? So they shot thirty-four of fifty-two from two. Thirty-four divided by fifty-two. They shot sixty-five percent from two-point range tonight. <laughs> That's pretty fucking good. Um, I wonder, can I see what they shot in the paint? Do you want? Do you have a guess of what you think they shot in the paint? They shot like eighty-five plus percent. I don't know if I can sort from the paint. Unfortunately, shot zone. Yes. Uh, in 
in the restricted arc, they shot uh, <laughs> 24 of 30, 80%. <laughs> That's pretty fucking good. Uh, comparatively, the Sixers shot, uh, they also shot 14 of 18, which is pretty good. But in the paint outside of that, they shot 7 of 28 in the paint outside of the restricted area. So not very good for Philly. Um, yeah. Also, Sam, big night for you. Celtics win and Pistons, Pistons win. That's right. Pistons they are no win. longer. They are no longer, if my damn mic would let me move it, the worst team in the NBA. They're tied for the worst team in the NBA. That's right. <laughs> Respect. You know what's going to be back. the funniest thing ever? is when the season ends, the Pistons are widely viewed as the worst team in the league because they had the long losing streak and they still don't have the best chance at the top pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, right. Having also, the best Struce, means nothing because uh, you saw what happened to them last year. This is true. Also, I know you're not a fan of Max Struce, but watching that play, so Max Struce hit like a full court thing. We put it on up in the third quarter when the Celtics were like rolling the Sixers briefly, and we were all like, everyone on the night floor was just like, oh my God. Yeah. Go, go <laughs> watch the Max Struce buster beater if you haven't yet. It was very sick. But uh, All right. Sam, well, any final just thoughts? just can't get away from them. Cavs just <laughs> stay hanging around. Hanging around. Seven games back. All right. Yep. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it campaign has the ugliest jump shot in the nba leave a like uh on the podcast make sure to subscribe uh to the channel uh be paul also terrible but i'll let sam take it off (laughs) also terrible jesus all right thank you jump shot the form the form the form the form (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much for watching or listening if you're watching make sure you subscribe to the youtube channel leave a like like jack said at the beginning of the video if you subscribe you'll get all of our daily uploads we're coming at you after every single game at 5 a.m with game recaps like this one whether it's a standalone like the one you have today or it's embedded into a full pod, we're here for you no matter what. The full pods come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're here for Talk and Seas with Bobby Kravitsky, who's also here today. I had a nice chat with him during the game. You can also follow us on Spotify and Apple for the audio pods and game recaps. If you do, leave a five-star review for us. We would appreciate that very much. You can reach out to us via email, hbtcpod at gmail.com is the best way to get in touch with us. We are recording as you're listening to this later today. So be sure to email us. Do it. You can find us on socials at How About Them Seas, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook is just the name of the podcast. Our streams are there and on YouTube and on Twitter. Jack's Twitter is at Jack's NBA. Mine is at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's it for us. Bye. Check, check, go.